we hold these truths speaks out. Tonight, we're going to be talking about an interesting video that we happen to come upon. And uh, to get an analysis of, uh, analysis of this, we're going to have Chuck Carlson, the founder of We Hold These Truths, and Craig Hansen talk to us about that. Chuck? Okay, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Chuck Carlson speaking. We ask you a question. Do you trust the media? And which ones do you trust? Uh, tonight, we're going to uh, look at a few media sources, uh, two, I believe, in fact, uh, and their value in finding the truth and also at the distortions that come from them. How do we sort out the truth in this controlled media world? To do this, we must figure out whose message each media source is selling. Uh, in my freshman year in college, a teacher, uh, a speech teacher, I only took the course because I had to, uh, he told me that there were three parts to every presentation, including a speech. One, tell them what you're about to tell them. Two, tell them. And then three, tell them what you just told them. Uh, my teacher wouldn't have liked most stories we were reading today. He would have, uh, he would say that the writers usually do not um, make it clear what they are saying and why they are saying it. Uh, this fits most of our press today. When it comes to issues like what we're going to be talking about, the Israelis and what they're doing to the Palestinian Arab citizens in Gaza, uh, getting a straight answer is incredibly difficult. The big reason for this lack of candidness is money. We as readers have to take into consideration who funds the guys who are reading or who we are hearing. What is the money point of view of every writer? This is why we must find an independent media. We never, never mind the question of competence. The question of independence has to come first. We Hold These Truths is trying to sell you, the listener, our point of view. We strive to express our uh, def defined purpose in everything we say and do. We do not represent any uh, financial interest that we know of. However, we welcome uh, any gifts that you might send our way. The problem with this uh, technical, this technique, uh, that my speech teacher taught, uh, tell, uh, the tell them approach, is that a lot of people will not agree with us because of what they have been taught by others. In our case, others often include their churches or Bible study leaders. Uh, our audience is going to be a lot smaller than if we use more charm and less facts in what we do. That's why we hold these truths is dependent upon others among the media to carry our message. Even if they don't hold our flag, we must learn who we can trust. And so each of you listeners uh, are, uh, are uh, asked to trust us. Tonight, we're discussing two or three seemingly well-funded successful media sources. And we're going to treat the question of credibility one of our earlier knowledge breakthroughs was about Israel and Palestine. We found out the former was systematically killing and standing and, and 
we found out that the former was uh, kill, systematically killing and starving the Palestinians. We, um, we figured out why our major media and many of our churches supported the aggressor, the Israeli aggressors. And we have also learned why our president and most of the press, as well as most of the Congress, support the aggressors, who just happen to have, uh, have only rocks. Uh, they, uh, the victims have only rocks to throw and uh, burning kites with which to fight back. Uh, all the uh, and the aggressors, of course, have all the deadly weapons they need. Christian Zionism is a, rela is a related case at point. We first learned about it 19 years ago by seeing the killing from the victim side in Gaza. This was thanks to a providential trip uh, uh, to which we uh, were in Gaza and uh, there was no denying it. We saw it, we saw it firsthand because we did not then know anyone who would believe our knowledge, our story. We started out by doing volunteer vigils and pickets in front of churches that we knew to be putting across the idea we came to call Christian Zionism. We confronted those with whom we are most likely to disagree. Christian Zionism is a mighty supporter of Israel's genocide against the people of Gaza and its parent Palestinians. Today, the vacuum of knowledge is largely gone. A lot of the media sources are talking about Christian Zionism and some are covering it up by thwarting it and thwarting its exposure. Some of the truth seekers got the idea that the information, got this information largely from us, but also from others. Uh, but other interested parties would like to put exposure of the Christian Zionist six feet underground. So our task today is to unwind the truth from fiction, from fiction, I mean, and the truth tellers from the liars. That brings us to our first subject of tonight, a highly successful young Republican uh, called simply VOX, publication called VOX. Uh, it is a modern written source that discusses this systematic annihilation in Israel. We ask, where does VOX really stand? Where is its support financially coming from? And can we rely on it as a news service? The title of the piece that Craig Hansen will now review in detail is how a Bible prophecy shapes Trump's foreign policy. This was the title uh, of the piece by VOX. Greg Hansen will discuss this and he will analyze the VOX publication to see if we are they're telling us anything we know or don't know. In other words, which side are they on? The exposure side or the cover-up side or both and why? Craig Hansen is a Bible scholar. He has led vigils and pickets outside of Zionist churches that covered uh, that were covering for Israel. And Craig is going to review the recent story from Vox, how a Bible prophecy shapes Trump, and that's President Trump's, a foreign policy. Greg? Great, Chuck. Well, well thank you for that, in that intro. Um, it was really interesting to see this uh, 
a piece by Vox. Uh, you know, thank you for uh, pointing me in that direction. Uh, it's uh, it's really great to see Christian Zionism being exposed on a on a broad basis. I, I just checked; they they're already over a million views um, on this YouTube uh, piece, and definitely would like to encourage any of our uh, listeners and watchers to uh, you know click on that and and check it out for themselves. Um, so the, the fact that it's getting that much coverage, uh, I think, is a real real positive. And what we're going to talk about in the uh, uh, in the next few minutes is that yes, it's it's really good. It can't do it all because it's just a uh, le it's less than eight minutes. So um, we're gonna I'm just gonna talk about some of the, some of the points. So again, in uh, in only eight minutes, you can't give everything all the history of Christian Zionism, how it came to be, the history of the uh, Zionism on the Jewish side, Palestine. I mean, there's there's so much you can't you obviously can't cover that in eight minutes. Um, but definitely, they've they've primed the pump. Uh, when I first heard the phrase Christian Zionism, I knew I it was brand new to me, and that's where I just did the uh, Google search uh, on uh, Christian Zionism, and lo and behold, we hold these truths uh, showed up. And you know, I made contact with you, Chuck, and like they say, the rest is history. And that's been I don't know how many six years ago, something like that now. Uh, and it's always it's been a learning experience all the way along. So. Uh, I want to say, since since I started on this journey with you, Chuck, I think I've amassed over um, maybe eight to ten feet of, of books about uh, Christian Zionism and all that. And for what we're talking tonight is how a Bible prophecy shapes Trump's foreign policy. Well, one of the best best books on that one is is right here, and it has nothing to do with uh, religion at all, but it has to do with how the Israeli lobby shapes foreign policy in the United States. That one's really good. Uh, another one here that I, I really enjoy, Against Our Better Judgment by uh, Alison Weir, she points out uh, how it there was a lot of effort not to support the nation state of Israel back in the, in the 40s and so forth, but how uh, manipulation, again, like you said, follow the money, how the money manipulates the votes and so forth. And then this is one that uh, came out of We Hold These Truths, you know, several years ago, um, One Nation Under under Israel. That's a good one. Um, what we're going to be talking about is how the Christians are, why they support Israel in, in, in the way they do. So um, I'm going to touch on, on some of those, some of those, uh, those ideas. Um, the phrases that were put out in the video uh, talked about evangelical Christians, you know, that, that, that phrase, uh, also a little interpretation of the Bible, Jewish ancestral homeland and the British mandate. These are phrases that are thrown out without a whole lot of definition. And that's to me where the danger lies. Again, in eight minutes, you can't, you can't go into all this. So we're uh, kind of expanding some of those things. But let's look at the, the, the phrase evangelical Christian. When you, what does that mean? And how is it, if, if you just watched this video and knew nothing else about what an evangelical Christian uh, was or is, uh, you think there's a bunch, they're a bunch of wackos uh, who are just doing all these crazy things and it's, it, it's, it looks really bad. But if you kind of take that apart, evangelical Christian, I go, you know, if by that moniker, uh, it's a really evangelical Christian is a person who believes the Bible is the inspired word of God, that Jesus really did live, 
that he did miracles, that he was sentenced to death by the Jews and crucified by the Romans, that Jesus rose from the dead on the third day, defeating sin and death, and that he is alive today in the presence of God the Father. And he wants all people to come to that faith in that relationship with him so they can have a personal relationship with the God of creation. Then, you know, I, I say, I say amen to that. You know, that is, that, that is really, that's who I am. But I have to say really a really big, however, I am no way a Christian Zionist and to lump evangelicals into the Christian Zionist camp, I think is a very powerful weakness in this Vox video, because they they take evangelical Christians and, and just make them all Zionists. And it's that's what you're going to come away with. And I, I think that's that's definitely that's definitely wrong, because uh, Chuck, you, me and all of us here at We Hold These Truths, we've come out of uh, a Christian Zionism uh, teaching upbringing uh, because it is fairly widespread in, um, in, in that in the in the church. Uh, one phrase that um, she they used it says as they sent the center of a decades-long conflict and most recently there's a third group becoming more influential in the middle east evangelical christians well what that what that article the, the video fails to really mention is that actually christian zionism predates jewish zionism and this goes back to the 1800s this is not something that just showed up on the radar when trump got elected this is this is something that's been going on for over well, 150 years to almost now and but the uh, the blame and the guilt i the way i see it for all the suffering that has taken place in the holy land and it can be and i really believe should be laid at the feet of christian zionists and who may or may not be evangelicals you have you have people that are zionists that are not evangelicals uh, and they 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 support that line. You know, a lot of politicians, you know, they wouldn't consider themselves evangelicals, but they're definitely Zionists when it comes to it. Uh, one thing I like to do when any kind of thought comes up is, is so forth, is follow the thread. Start pulling on this thread and see where see where it leads. In the in the video, uh, a lot of airtime was given to uh, Pastor Greg Laurie. He's a, uh, a featured. Christian Zionist, megachurch pastor, and he's in, he's in the Vox video. Uh, he's a protege of the Calvary Chapel founder, Chuck Smith, who was ordained in the Foursquare Gospel Church, with, which is an evangelical uh, Pentecostal Christian denomination founded in 1923 by preacher Amy Simple McPherson. And her husband was an Irish Pentecostal minister. Now we're, we're getting back into the turn the 1900s, about the same time the Schofield Reference Bible came out. And in, in this, the whole theology that's behind this, it's called uh, dispensationalism or more uh, uh, in, in apropos to this is premillennial dispensationalism. And the biggest proponents of that are all the Pentecostal denominations and all the different flavors of Baptists. So those two big groups uh, have taken this premillennial dispensationism and brought that in. They, one of the key things of that is that God has a, a two separate tracks, one for um, the, the, the Jews and one for the church, that they, they kind of run parallel. God's uh, physical people are the Jews, the spiritual people are the church. And it's really some messed up stuff that really came into um, Christianity in the late 1800s. This is not something that's historic Christianity. So when they, they 
put the little banner at the uh, video showing that um, a lot of Christians, the, ma the mainline like Catholics and so forth, don't don't buy into this. Well, that's because it's not historical. It, it didn't come into the church until, like I said, until the late 1800s. Uh, I thought it very interesting too that uh, Vox chose to select this this uh, Sarah Posner, uh, and she's a, a left-leaning Jewish journalist to tell us tell the audience who evangelical Christians are. You know, I, I thought that was a little little crazy. Uh, and again, she doesn't really get into why uh, the, these evangelicals, why they believe what they believe and where it comes from. So um, anyway, I, again, just a nutshell to hopefully get the uh, information out that people will start doing their research on their own. Uh, again, start with our website. We hold these truths. Uh, if, uh, look at our, uh, our documentary, uh, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. That's a great place to start. Um, you go on YouTube, Steven Sizer, There's he's got great stuff. One of his uh, uh, roadmap to Armageddon and Zionist Christian soldiers, because the way this whole thing goes uh, is, <laughs> I have to say, when you see you know uh, Mike Pence and Pompeo talking about these, these are people that want war. Well, this is this is definitely going to create war the way we're going, and the fact that these people claim to be Christians who supposedly worship the Prince of Peace, the actions don't match the teaching. And that's our biggest complaint with the Christian Zionism, at least from my standpoint, is it doesn't represent Jesus. You can't look at Christian Zionism and see, oh, this is something what Jesus would do. Yeah, he'd, he'd bulldoze your olive orchards down. He'd, he'd flatten your houses. He'd steal your property and say, yes, you know, peace be unto you. No, this is, this is not Jesus. It's not God. And you have to go back to the roots of all this. It's not Christian. It, to me, it's a cult that it, it doesn't represent who Jesus is. If you want to, Zionism is its own thing. And I know some people don't even put Christian Zionism together. They, they, they say, how can you say you're Christian and, and which represents Christ and, and, and do these kind of things? Uh, another video uh, documentary is uh, Porter Speaksman's uh, documentary, With God on Our Side. Very good. I've already showed you um, Allison Weir's book, Against Our B Better Judgment. And, you know, I definitely have about another nine feet of books. But the, the issue is, um, I got here, it's that dispensationalism. So we get this. Yeah, right here. Uh, dispensationalism is, uh, is what the theology is that's behind that. But the way it gets worked out, and this is, um, Ilan Pape has some uh, excellent material out. You know, this this is what this is what's happening in the name of Christ. And I go, no way. This this is not me. I'm not going to stand before the Lord on Judgment Day and say I supported this. I supported these murders in the name of Christ. And then if you really want to, <laughs> if you really want a, a thick book, <laughs> look at look at this one. This is this is more uh, bigger than Gone with the Wind. <laughs> But uh, excellent book by my Michael Hoffman, Judaism's Discovered, to find out uh, what's really uh, the behind the, the the teachings of Judaism is Talmudic Judaism, which is not in any way back to the Hebraic, uh, the teachings of the Old Testament, and up till 70 A.D. that was the end of the the Hebraic teaching that with the animal sacrifices, the temple, the priests, all that, that was destroyed in 70 AD. And so what we have after that is Talmudic Judaism. And that, that is not any way, shape or form what uh, the old Testament was. And uh, it, Jesus took the remnant from 
the um, from the Hebraics uh, at that and through the uh, his death, burial, and resurrection, his uh, the the church being formed in Acts uh, chapter two, going forth the first uh, hundred years were all basically all all Jewish believers who saw that the what they were being indoctrinated with was not God's will, and they realized that Jesus was the Messiah, and out of that comes comes the church and so forth. Anyway, uh, Chuck, that's just my little uh, thing on on the on the video. Uh, go ahead and ask any questions if you uh, want to about that. But uh, it was I, I was really happy to see that at least this uh, critique of Christian Zionism was getting such a lot of airtime. Okay, uh, thank you, uh, Greg. Now, I, got, I have a few questions to get you started here. Um, explaining some facts, how do you feel about this uh, this uh, film and uh, explaining uh, the, uh, the, or the story and explaining the facts of the Middle East? Uh, my reading of it was that the very bare facts were exposed. In other words, it did show that the, the Palestinian land was taken uh, one hunk at a time that it started in 1944 or 1946, uh, that uh, they were systematically squeezed. And it did show maps that showed the progression of Israel acquiring the Palestinian land. Um, it, however, treated this all in a sort of a, uh, in sort of a passive way. Yes, yes, didn't it did. Blame anybody? In other no, words, not at all. They didn't come out and say this is a case of uh, of Israel stealing the land from these people. They simply treated it uh, uh, sort of uh, passively, um, and obviously this is done that way because they didn't want to offend certain people. Exactly. Would you say? Uh, yes. It, have, would you respond to that in your own way? I'd like to hear what you think. Yeah, um, I, I I saw that too, Chuck, because you know it it just said about the the British mandate and how the British decided that this this was going to be a homeland for the Jews that had been persecuted in Europe. Well, who gave the Brits the right to to do that? You know, where did that come? Where's that right? Uh, is the only the only right I see is uh, might makes right. That's you know they they the Brits have had them had the might to go in there and and do this and so that makes it right because they have the might, just the same thing in '67 when when uh, Israel you know, took more of the of the land that actually uh, was already set aside for Palestinians from the the armist the uh, the separation in 1948 with the UN partition, so the the whole thing I I agree completely Chuck is that it did not it did not putting dispersion towards the, the Jews coming in and stealing land. That that was not anywhere, shape, or form in that. And that's what I, what I said earlier about how Christian Zionism predates Herzl's uh, in the, the uh, Jewish, Jewish Zionism. So uh, you actually have uh, Christian Zionism trying to get the, the Jews back to Palestine. And again, that came out of this premillennial dispensational thing. So that's the theological base that has ramifications through uh, the political um, political um, uh, age that we are in today. Okay. Uh, now, another thought is um, it was stated here um, that, uh, uh, that the, the, the general idea of uh, 
Christians that uh, the reason the Christians supported the Israeli position uh, was that they believe that uh, Jesus is going to come back literally to the state of Israel and after a thing called the rapture he's then going to appear in what is sometimes referred to as the second coming. Now um, I thought the second coming was in 70 AD when Jesus arose <laughs> and uh, I always thought we had a second coming if we accepted Jesus. <laughs> but uh, this sort of suggested that the whole Christian movement was wrapped around the idea of this uh, belief uh, that I just stated. Uh, did you did you, did you get that feeling from re here, reading the article? And if so, how's your what's your response to that? Yeah, uh, it doesn't it doesn't go back to where this whole idea of the rapture and the tribulation, all that stuff it came from. Again, we go back to John Nelson Darby. Uh, in all the Schofield reference Bible and all that. That's where you have to go to find, because this ideas just don't come out of thin air. You know, it's something, they came came from somewhere and you just, again, follow the thread, keep pulling it back. And that's that's where it'll lead you back to these people. You know, I, I found it very interesting when when uh, Sarah Posner is telling, uh, telling us that uh, evangelical Christians believe in a literal Bible and as opposed to an, and how how we look at the Bible differently than say the Catholics or so forth and I go well that's interesting so so if you would go to a Catholic and you say, do you believe in a literal uh, Bible well you know what else is it is it a fairy tale I mean if <laughs> was Jesus alive literally or not did he die on the cross literally or not I mean any Christian, that that is a Christian would have to believe in a literal uh, Jesus. Otherwise, you don't you don't have a faith. You just have uh, a wish, wishful thinking in some fairy tale. So I thought that was really strange that they would they would use that word literally because you could go to a Christian Zionist and say, well, do you believe the Bible literally? And, well, yes, I do. Well, Jesus says, if your if your hand uh, sins, cut your hand off. Well, are you going to do that literally? Well, um, no, you know, well, but is Jesus is coming back on a white horse with a sword on his side. Oh, well, that's that's literal. <laughs> you know, come on. So one, you know, it's the interpretation is is everything. And the interpretation, again, is not what these people are coming up with on their own. It's what was taught to them through the Schofield, Darby, Darby and all that stuff back then. Yeah. And so in, a, in effect, uh, the story we read, as I read it, might have appealed to a certain a group of uh, Christians that we have referred to as Christian Zionists, but uh, the notion of Jesus' return in Palestine, physical Palestine after a thing called the rapture, would not be part of Catholic belief, I don't believe. No. It be uh, the mainline Christian belief that the Lutherans, Presbyterians, Methodists, uh, would believe. Uh, am I wrong about that? Uh, no, no. It's it, which which. Basically, all all Christians up and up until the uh, the premillennial dispensationalists, they believe that Jesus that's, that's the, the the blessed hope. Jesus is going to come back for his own, and that's it. It's the it's the end of this world as we know it, where there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. We're going to be in uh, taken with Christ into his his celestial kingdom, wherever and however that may be. Uh, 
That's that's always been the, the his, historical teaching that Jesus is coming back. In fact, in the first century, um, Paul is talking about, you know, don't don't be misled that Jesus hasn't come back yet. Like, you know, people apparently were saying, oh, he's come back in secret. Well, this is what we're, this this rapture thing is a secret coming back. Somehow Jesus shows up, doesn't quite come all the way to the earth, but he comes close to the earth. All the Christians get sucked off and the, uh, the pilots uh, get taken out of their uh, their seats in the airplanes. The planes are crashing and, and cars are crashing and all all this as as the Christians get sucked up into the cosmos. You know, I mean, that it, it sells a lot of books and movies, but it's it's not Bible. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I would say let's look let's look at the historic church in, in base our theology of uh, what the early fathers and the church believed and what the Bible actually teaches. Okay, so again, this gives one the impression that the people that wrote the article for VOX uh, did not have a very broad understanding no. of what Christians believe. No. Because two-thirds of the Christians uh, on the face of the earth would, would deny the whole notion of this uh, of Jesus' physical return to Israel someday. Right. And, and the implication that uh, that the Jews and Israel are going to be saved people because right. God saved them thousands of years ago. Is that? Yeah. It was, so I did, going on with this thought, uh, did you read uh, the rest of the magazine, uh, the Vox magazine? And uh, I'm sure you looked at it at least and scanned it. Did you find anything else in it that supported this position of the Palestinians, Palestinians being crushed by the Israelis? No, frankly, frankly, Chuck, I, I didn't read the magazine. I just watched watched the video in the in the, the comments of that. So I haven't uh, haven't perused the uh, magazine part of it. Well, I I, I kind of looked through it and I found really nothing else that treated this. And from that, I got the position that Vox, uh, and, and also the careful way that they uh, expressed uh, who was at fault, who were who was who were the aggressors were. Who are the people killing and who are the people being killed? They just never came out and placed the blame on Israel. They implied uh, that it was a battle. The Palestinians were indeed losing their land systematically. Mm -hmm. And then they just uh, suggested that there was war between them. But uh, right. I, I did not see the kind of thing there that would lead one to believe or understand that the Palestinians were victimized in the right. struggle. Did you yeah. uh, find that? Well, that, that was, you know, that was clear in, in the video because it talks about the, 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 the Jewish people going back to their ancestral homeland. And that's what we talked about, I think, last week on, on our podcast video here, that there is no way that any of these people that call themselves Jews can trace their lineage back to Abraham. You know, they follow a religion of Judaism. I'll give I'll give them that, and that that goes that goes way back. But they they as far as ethnically uh, being connected to the land, I I think that's just a, that, I think that is a fairy tale. Yes. Well, um, we're going to go ahead tonight. If you have anything further, uh, no. Now and then, we'll go ahead tonight and talk about. Uh, a couple of other organizations, several organizations that claim to be involved in the Middle East, and um, that uh, uh, that we can uh, that we can inform our listeners about and give them some idea about. 
And um, my, of course, my conclusion is that I wouldn't, uh, uh, I wouldn't necessarily encourage anyone to spend their money buying box based upon uh, the one story that I read uh, or watched and uh, the, um, the, the absence of other writings and uh, by, by them that seem to support uh, the, uh, the position of uh, Palestinians' rights in Palestine. If, if one was uh, neutral about the whole thing and, and didn't care what's happening in the Middle East or in any of the so-called war zones, which are really killing zones, uh, if you uh, didn't really care, it wouldn't matter. But uh, if one has an interest in uh, in a concern about ending uh, the brutality of war killing and uh, occupation, uh, there might be better places to look than VOX magazine. I'd like to uh, uh, suggest uh, that we take a, just a few minutes and uh, talk about uh, some of the other uh, publications that uh, might be might be, might be doing something along the lines of Vox that our listeners might want to look at and listen to. Um, and uh, uh, Craig, uh, feel free to interject as I go along because I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna read a little about um, one other organization that I've come upon that I'm very impressed with, and uh, we don't have any interest in it. We don't own part of it. They don't. Uh, they don't, uh, we, we don't know them personally, but uh, I'd like to have to tell our readers a little bit about Telos, T-E-L-O-S, Telos Group Org is, is where you find it on the internet, T-E-L-O-S Group O-R-G. Uh, we came upon Telos through one of our volunteers who brought it to me and told me it, that it looked interesting and it looked like uh, a people that were working for justice in the Middle East. Um, I noticed that it was heavily, uh, and that they had noticed the heavy persecution uh, by very powerful American Jewish powers who supported the activities of the state of Israel versus the Palestinian people. Uh, one of these uh, critic groups that has vehemently criticized Telos is uh, called Israel My Glory. And the, the, the website is Israel uh, Glory, G L O R Y dot org. You can look it up, Israel My, My Glory. Now, it's often said, and I believe this, it's usually correct, uh, you, uh, uh, if you don't trust the media, which media can you trust? Um, uh, can can you tell a man by his enemies uh, is a is a way is a way of putting it. Uh, we found out that Telos was uh, started by two American citizens, one a California lawyer named Gregory Kalos, and he had an Arab name because he had Arab blood, but he was born in the United States uh, and is a practicing was practicing attorney before he and a colleague uh, started. Uh, 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 Telos. Um, uh, Israel My Glory is one of the uh, powerful organizations that is enormously critical 
of telos. Another sworn enemy is called CAMARA, C-A-M-A-R-A. And this is, stands for the Committee for the Accuracy in Middle East Reporting in America, CAMARA. And it calls TELOS, quote, a group that gives Palestinian leaders access to influential in influentials, influential in, individuals in evangelical communities that they would not otherwise have. These influentials then lend their credibility to the anti-Zionist cause. So what he's saying here is that Telos is busy trying to uh, convert, uh, to, to persuade church members that they have an obligation to uh, stop the bloodshed in Palestine. This is uh, what, it, what it involves. It involves the idea that as a Christian following Christ, um, thou shalt uh, be a peacemaker and love your brother as yourself. Uh, you have an obligation to all men to try to stop the cruelty and brutality that's going on right in front of you and in your name. Uh, we all need to realize that the brutality in Israel-Palestine is largely caused by the American aid to the state of Israel. The armaments that Israel uses to bomb Gaza every day or every week is American armaments that is given to them free. Uh, with virtually no cost to them at all. And so this is not a matter of watching some far-off far war game. Let's say it was in provinces in Russia or provinces in China. We're talking about something that's going on in a state that we basically fund and finance. Uh, we hold these truths knows that Christian Zionist movement is much different from the so-called evangelical movement that is referred to uh, by these enemies of Telos. Uh, the evangelical movement is, uh, of course, can be anything. Anybody that believes in evangelizing their neighbor in the cause of Christ could be called an evangelical. However, Christian Zionism is drastically different definition from evangelicalism, uh, and it can be a part of any group that sees themselves as recruiting non-Christians. I'm speaking here of evangelicals or anybody who is willing to believe they should recruit non-Christians. An example would be evangelical Lutherans who have evangelical in their name. Uh, uh, so uh, there's a beginning of the organization behind Palestinians uh, as, uh, as the, uh, as the uh, Christians in some of these Groups, these evangelical, so-called evangelical groups, are beginning to see the brutality of Israeli occupation, and they're beginning to uh, count the dead Palestinians at long last. Uh, the, the, the death list of Palestinians has been kept remarkably secret from the American people. Now, one of the biggest thorns in the side of the anti-Palestinian, anti-Telos organization is one George Soros. Uh, Soros is believed to be and is, we're told, and it's not a secret, the largest contributor to Telos. Who is George Soros? Well, he is, strangely enough, a Hungarian-born Jew. Uh, he's one of the, not only one of the largest supporters of Telos, Telos group, but he is also known to fund some 20 other Palestinian or pro-Palestinian organizations. In other words, George Patelos, a 
uh, probably a non uh, a non uh, a non-believing Jew, but a certainly a Jew by uh, by uh, lineage, uh, is a big supporter of the movement against the uh, pal uh, for the Palestinian people, and in direct contrast to what's going on in Israel, uh, he is also. Uh, uh, largely, uh, well, there's nothing unusual about, we say there's nothing unusual about secular Jews uh, supporting the notions that we hold these truths follows. We have friends ourselves who do it, and uh, we are associated with a number, uh, a number of uh, Jewish people who are very busily trying to support the Palestinian people. Um, so uh, back to Palestinian organizations against Israel, we uh, we, uh, we lift up these Jewish guys who see it uh, that way and who are attempting to stop the absolute slaughter and starvation, literal starvation of the Palestinian people uh, who are, uh, are living there under uh, a mighty sword and dying daily, not just from murder uh, from American weapons, but also by virtue of a very obvious and deliberate uh, starvation created by destroying uh, the water supply and preventing the inflow of money into Palestine. One of the latest things, uh, Craig, that we have witnessed is that uh, President Trump, uh, who was referred to in uh, some of these other uh, documentaries, uh, has found a way to cut off all aid for the citizens of Gaza who really are fenced in and have nothing to eat and not even allowed to fish. So uh, to our listeners and audience, we like to point out that uh, there are other organizations beside We Hold These Truths are siding with the Palestinians and want to end the warring of our leadership in Washington. And uh, one of these, of course, uh, is uh, this uh, uh, Kalos, uh, and uh, we, uh, we uh, want to lift them up and uh, suggest that uh, our, leader, our, our listeners uh, get to know them uh, better as well. And we think that they would, would, uh, would benefit uh, from that experience. Uh, Craig, do you have anything to add or any thoughts uh, before we wrap up? Uh, no, that's, that's really good, Chuck. Um, and if I um, say Kalos, I meant Telos Group. Yeah, that's exactly. Telosgroup.org, uh, and one of one of those that we have found that, uh, that 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 there's really no doubt about it. And as I said to begin with, uh, you can usually tell uh, a man by his en enemies. Uh, if you look at who his enemies are and analyze them closely, it gives you a pretty good idea. Uh, who the who the what the man's character is, and uh, likewise, I think this is the case with the, with uh, this uh, organization Telos, um, and uh, conversely, uh, those who are against your enemies are not necessarily always your friends. Exactly. This needs to be uh, carefully looked at as we look at other organizations, and we're going to see more organizations joining the bandwagon and coming out and saying, oh, the Palestinian people deserve better treatment 
they, they need a better kind of a agreement. We now have a peace plan for the Palestinian people that doesn't offer them anything. It takes away practically everything else, what little they have left. So uh, we have that coming out of Washington. We're going to have all kinds of organizations popping up and pretending to be broad-minded, to be defending fair, and to take care uh, of, uh, of these uh, uh, Palestinian people in uh, some way. And uh, we're just going to have that happening. And we need to be aware of it, Greg. We need to, uh, Craig, we need to think about it. And uh, we need to uh, be able to cope with the deception that we're going to see from not only the Israelis, the pro-Israeli the pro -Israeli organizations, uh, the politicians in Washington who want to cover up for the uh, murders they really have been directly responsible for by their, uh, by their uh, funding and by their uh, care and love and uh, loving care for the state of Israel. Uh, but we're also going to see as we succeed with our effort, as we and our friends go on to succeed, and we will, we're going to see uh, more and more of this, uh, of this uh, tolerance showing up from uh, those that didn't used to be tolerant even of the Palestinians. Any closing thoughts? If not, go ahead. Well, Chuck, I always say, you know, follow, follow the money. Uh, you know, that's that's the thing with all these Christian Zionist organizations. They they keep uh, getting more uh, pressure on the politicians to get more aid to Israel. And then the aid goes to Israel. And then Israel buys jets for people like Jerry Falwell and others. They're, they're buying influence. And it just, it's just this continual cycle. So it's refreshing to find a group like, like Telos that is exposing uh, what's actually happening to to the Palestinians, and it's not it's not just the Palestinians. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of persecuted people all over the world. But what our focus is is the fact that the church, who's supposed to represent Jesus Christ, Prince of Peace, uh, blessed are the peacemakers. He totally anti uh, war. He says, uh, "My kingdom is not of this world." Uh, all that. That's that's our focus against exposing that, exposing the lie of Christian Zionism. Thank you, Greg, and good night. Good night.